everybody likes a little spicy conversation. And that's exactly what we're going to have here on the Off Limits Podcast. I'm Colton Thigpen. I'll be your host. And what I'm doing is calling up my friends unexpectedly. They don't know that they're about to get a call. They definitely, they don't know that they're about to be on a podcast. And they don't know for sure that we're about to talk about the three topics and subjects that we're taught to never talk about. Religion, politics, and money. It's going to be a couple friends having a real conversation about real touchy subjects. And it's going to be fun. It's going to be entertaining. And I imagine a little funny. So, y'all sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Remember, change your perspective. Be open-minded. Have a conversation rather than an argument. Here we go. Hello. Yes, sir. All right. So, I started this podcast where I impromptu call my friends. And uh, you are one of the first guys that I thought of that I wanted to talk to. And so as of right now, <laughs> you are being recorded on a podcast. Oh. It's not live. We can go back and edit it because I'm sure uh, there'll be some things you want edited out. But the topic is the stuff we're not supposed to talk about. Money, oh. politics, and religion. Oh, yeah. How about oh, yeah. I love it. I love it. Outside the boundaries. Yeah. The glove, the gloves come off. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you called it. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. So good stuff what, right there. What what's your hot takes on on any of the topics? We can start wherever you want, money, politics, or religion. Hmm. Let's start with religion. All right. And I know I know you, for those of you who don't know, this is Dwayne Bronikowski, and he is a, a dear friend of mine and my family's. Uh, we talk often, and he doesn't didn't know that I was going to be doing this, but he's a person that I respect a lot, and he won't admit it and he doesn't think of himself this way, but he's a hero. He, uh, makes his living, not only raising kids, but saving lives. And, uh, he's a firefighter and paramedic there in Houston. And, uh, I'm honored to call you a friend. And on the topic of religion, uh, it's going to be a little bit different than the last two that we've done. Uh, I know for sure. And so I'm excited to hear what you have to say, where your mind is, where your heart is today. Uh, interesting. You know, I grew up Catholic and I'm still Catholic. Uh, my wife grew up Catholic. Uh, we go, we're, we both belong to a Catholic church and I realized some of the other religions maybe think, Oh, those Catholics are outlaws. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm here to say, Oh, maybe there was a point in time where I thought, Hey, if you're not Catholic, you're not, you're not cool like my family or like us whenever I was younger or, or more immature, but now sure. Uh, just go. It's kind of my theory on it. I don't care if you're, uh, I feel like the good people are, are, they go to church. My mom always told me growing up, she said, uh, 
y'all need to be back at this time. And no matter what, we're, we're going to early church, which was 730. And we're going to do this and this after church. <laughs> uh, and she also told me a lot that driving back from the deer lease or driving back from the bay is not an excuse not to be at church. <laughs> uh, Pro I scratch my... Yes, yes. And to this day, very, very seldom. Uh, a matter of fact, I can't think of any time that w- Tanya and I are, will just purposely just not go and just lay around. Uh, I, I would feel like something bad's going to happen to me that day. And again, that <laughs> doesn't make me better than anybody. I, I want to first rephrase that. Uh, but I think just go. That's that's. I'm not going to judge you if you're Baptist, if you're uh, Methodist, or if you belong to one of these cowboy church. Right. I, I, just go. I, I think at the end of the day, when there becomes a decision that you're going to have to make, if you go to church on Sunday, deep down you're going to make the right decision. Mm. Whether whether it be with a business deal or some sort of purchase or sale you're going to make or yeah, and that's there something that I, I have always uh, uh, admired about you and, and love to watch your growth through um, the last, I don't know, what has it been, 10, 15 years that we've known each other is how it's not just church. It's uh, what you do, how you live your life, how you prioritize things, where your morals and ethics are and your walk with God and your family every day of the week. And it's tough. And I'm no saint by no means. And Tanya always tells me I'd get aggravated at something and I'd break down or something wouldn't go right. And it just, she would always come out and say, Dwayne, that's life. Mm -hmm. It ain't easy. (laughs) And Man, it would just make me realize it. It would make me slow down just for a second, and I need to slow down more. I get that, but I just like, hey, that is life. And then you've grown up here, and life is 10% of how you react to the 90% that happens to you. Right? For sure. And so, Go ahead. Go ahead. You have a blowout. You have a little minor fender bender or something you just you just let it just eat you up and just ruin your day or week or month. Uh, it's, that's no good. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that's my take on it, I guess. So on that that thought and that topic going a little bit more strong, I guess, last week I did a podcast with a friend of mine, Morgan, and she is under the uh, – atheist more atheist uh thought process or belief and she said that it was hard for her is hard for her to believe in an all-loving god when you have things like the holocaust and hitler and and starving orphans and things like that when life there's so much going wrong and there's so much bad that how can an all-loving god be in control so as a uh, 
Christian and a Catholic, what's your thought towards that thought process? Ooh, I don't know. Mm. Life's it's tough. tough. It's and tough me too. The more we, I don't know, this isn't going to answer that, I don't believe, but uh, if we, to me, if we don't belong to some sort of church, or, or just maybe hit the pause button for an hour, two hours at, on Sunday, and just kind of regrain our thoughts a little bit and realize maybe who is in control. It just seems like life is so hard on us and throws us so many curveballs. And the things we do, if we don't ever turn back and just look at things for a second, I, I think we're, if you're not careful, you can turn into a crooked outlaw. Right. Right. Just because of the things that I don't know. I, I'm getting off on the I'm not going the right direction with this. I can see that. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I did the same thing when she posed that thought or, or question to me and that I've been chewing on it, man. I've been chewing on it. And what my answer is, is something more that just blows my mind even more because as humans, we just can't fathom how God thinks and operates. And, and we can't fully understand all the whys. Because the fact is that God loved Hitler. And not only did he love Hitler, he loved Hitler just as much as he loves me and you. And that blows my mind. And he will chase down and try to start a relationship with not just the good, but Jesus came to save the lost, to save the broken, to save those who were messed up and to show them a better way. And so at the end of the day, God was pursuing Hitler just as much as he was pursuing those that he was persecuting. And I guess when you ever you come to the realization and the humble thought process that here on earth isn't the end and that there actually is something better that maybe you can't even see and fathom right now. And it is a place where is only love and, and all good that um, you can see how the broken world he lets you have that choice to choose him and that's what love is love is a choice right that's that's really the where where my thought process has gone on that particular uh topic challenging to think about uh especially through her perspective that's exactly right and me being a fireman and seeing some of the things I've seen or the evil things that people have done to multiple people, you seem to think the same thing. Wow. That's kind of Hitler like, you know, you're talking about showing up on the scene of bad stuff, riding an ambulance, things like that. Yes, sir. Yeah. Oh, especially in Houston. I imagine that you see horrible stuff. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's my take on politics. It's just go. I, I, that's my um, in the round. I, I think just go to church. 
on on religion just be there i mean on religion i'm sorry you know something that i've i got uh somebody taught me recently and it took a lot of pressure off because you know you and i whenever we do something we're all in and we want to go we want to be the best at it and so whenever um I started really pursuing the, this Christian walk and Christian life. I wanted to be the best at it. And you can get in this thought process. Like if I'm not uh, seeing all these people that don't know Christ, follow him or that are just follow him better and, and things like that, that you're failing. When at the end of the day, what was taught to me was you, your job as a Christian, not uh, but kind of purpose is to introduce people to the person of Jesus Christ. And so once you introduce them to that, whether it be with the way you're living or something they read in the Bible or I- any way you introduce them, then your job is done and just let him take hold of their heart from there. Right. <clears throat> So if we're going to talk about uh, money or politics, now politics can be government and or showing politics. <laughs> uh-huh. It's uh-huh. funny we talked about religion and do the right thing, and then you think about politics. <laughs> Woo. Boy, eh. And you are treading way out there. I, when I say the gloves are coming off, geez, the gloves are coming off, right? Oh, man. It's, it's been doing these for sure. <laughs> I bet. I bet. I, uh, can't, I can't wait till uh, my grandpa's been a little under the weather. Whenever he gets healed up and gets his voice back, I'm going to call him and do this. And I, I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in the old I, I would really uh, – the older I get, it seems like the more I pay attention to the older generation and the, and the more I hit the pause button around me, and I'm like, I got to listen to what this man's got to say. And not only do I got to listen, I got to make sure that I retain it and soak it in and record it and everything. Right. The, it's taken a little while in life maybe to understand it. Those guys have seen a lot more than I have, whether, uh, you know, if you just get them opened up and talk about it, and sometimes it's hard to dig it out of them, but. Hey, that's right. that's the unique thing about life. There's always somebody out there that's done it, maybe that you can learn from. And why try to invent reinvent the wheel when someone else can say, "Hey, you, you need to do this, this, and this," and you're like, "Oh my goodness, that helps me tremendous." Uh, the multiple times I've called you and asked you about different things with your experience at uh, at V8 in the show ring and stuff. I mean, it's just sure. having resources there to ask is is unbelievably uh helpful um when talking about money and business my strategy surround myself with people better than me in these areas and so my first call is to ranch house designs their agricultural based marketing team is outstanding from advertising marketing, social media accounts, they can manage it all. And guys, they can take your program and your business and your profit margins 
to levels that you've never reached. The exposure that they give you, the brand that they can build you is second to none. Let them do your website design. Let them do your social media accounts. Uh, let them give you an email blast. Every single one of those has paid dividends for me. I highly recommend them. Go give them a call or visit them at ranchhousedesigns.com. Again, that's www.ranchhousedesigns.com. Well, I tell you what, when when I was a kid, I can remember my mom, we asked her, who y'all going to vote for? And I was probably, I think I was in maybe the fifth grade. She wouldn't tell us because we didn't, you didn't talk about politics when I was a kid. Yeah. It, it was a, and looking back on it, I wish it was still that way because it created less turmoil. Sure. If you're a a Biden supporter, or I'm a Biden supporter, and you're a Trump supporter, or or vice versa, either way, uh, there's no prejudgment there in for the remaining of our conversation together. As long yep. as we keep keep that out. And years ago, it was that way. It was nobody else's business how we voted. I remember. And mom wouldn't. And- and it being like that it's just it was a private deal and and it was kind of rude to even ask and it wasn't right not to give an answer that's right that's right and, and i kind of think what if we were back that way i mean i i don't ask you how much money you got in the bank right <laughs> you know what i'm saying so the reason we're not back that way is because it hurts tv ratings social media Mm. Or just social, I get well social media. There it is, TV, yeah. the TV. Yeah. It's a it's a very very evil thing, and I'd be curious to see in the were newspapers and television that bad about misrepresenting or creating turmoil like they do now back in when they first started printing newspapers or when television first came about. And the local news came on. Was it that bad about creating politi- or creating turmoil Divid- amongst yeah. them? Division, whatever you want to call it. it it's yeah, it's me mad whenever they're saying that a certain political leader is divisive. Whenever they're the ones reporting the divisive one. TV station reporting one thing and another TV station reporting about the same subject, but it's from another side of the there. They just made it divisive. I, I don't know. Yes. Yes. And it, and it's, it's crazy how one TV channels reporting this and the next one's reporting, reporting this. It's almost like it's two different, two completely different languages. It, and yeah. they're talking the same language about two different things. It's, I, I don't know. It's all about ratings. And uh, going back to, uh, I don't walk around and, and tell people I'm Catholic. So why should I walk around and tell people I'm a Trump supporter? Right. Uh, and now, you know, here's the next thing. You know, they said, well, racism is dividing this country even more. Well, quit talking about it. Don't bring it up. 
it, it probably won't be a problem. The more we talk about it, the more of a problem it is. Now all they're talking about is this vaccination. Well, I was telling Tanya, I said, it's creating turmoil because whether or not you want to get vaccinated is your business. But now it's what it's doing is it's, I'll ask you, you've been vaccinated? Oh, you haven't. Well, why ain't you been vaccinated? And next thing you know, I got this prejudgment against you, whether you have or haven't been vaccinated. Right. You, you know, it's like, there again, it goes back to life's tough. Life's hard. And now this, we turn on the radio, we turn on TV, and now they're trying, I say they, I guess social media when I refer to they, is divide us up again with the whole vaccine thing. Right. You know? This, hey, if you get vaccinated, it's your business. You're, you you should make the decision whether, whether or not you want to get injected with this or that, you know? Yeah, and it's crazy because there's been a lot of other diseases out there and a lot of other uh, things we have vaccines for and parents every time they have a baby have the choice to fully vaccinate or to not and it hasn't been near as big of an issue as it is now with this I, I think the the problem with politics is it's more out there today whereas like I said when I I forget what election that was. Uh, like, I, I'm pretty sure I was in the fifth grade because it was my first year in middle school. And I think they were talking about the election. Uh, as old as you are, George Washington. <laughs> I think it was Clinton. I can't remember. But I just remember mom just making it clear. None of your bit, And she didn't tell us. And I went on. Right? Don't ask that nobody <laughs> yeah. no, and, and I think it should be the same shouldn't talk about it there'd probably be more people that would get along and be less hate towards one another and there again less division yep and, but I think people are, are kind of get addicted to it because they they find something to stand on something to believe in and then they try to um, if they believe in it, they want everyone else to believe in it too. And so then they push their agenda. I think uh, kind of Christians can be the same way, whether they want to or not. But it's telling somebody how they need to think is a way to get your point across. Right. And, and I think it's part of human nature for us to when we converse, have a conversation with each other is for me to get you to agree with me. Isn't sure. that part of human nature where in conversation, you and I are maintaining a conversation, we're both agreeing with each other. Some people look for the opposite of that in conversation, I feel like. But right. uh, uh, you, hey, you agree? Yeah, this, this, this. You agree with it? Yeah, yeah. And then you just continue on and in conversation, but ah. oh, in the first uh, episode I did that same concept got brought up in show ring politics with Braden house. Cause I was saying just because a few people get together and after the show and say, man, this judge is, is 
political or one-sided because he did xyz and whenever you go back to the stalls there's definitely more people that did not win than did win and you get two or three to agree with you and all of a sudden you're justified and just because they agreed you think it's right now and did they agree because they really agreed or they agreed because they didn't want to disagree with you (laughs) right exactly you know a lot of times, and I'm guilty of it, a lot of people are. I, I just, why cause turmoil? Why why say, Dwayne, well, that was a pretty good steer. Don't you think he was the best one? He won it easily? I'm going to either say, yeah, because I didn't want to agree with you and cause disagree and cause any turmoil in a conversation of four different men. That I think that's yeah. what happens more times than not. Right. Uh, yeah. When maybe behind closed doors, and some people aren't opinionated, and that's good. Uh, right. Man, the show ring deal, a lot of that has to do with social media as well. I think a lot of the show ring politics. The the actual politics or the thought of politics? The fault of politics. I I feel like. uh, Or you feel like that, you know, everybody is, maybe has a, I say everyone, and that's, kind of a broad statement maybe but if you feel like you're you're you have a close decision between these two kids well i think this is this family here and they always win and they do well so if i and i really don't know which one i like better and i don't know which exactly to do but since they've been winning i can't be wrong to click to go ahead and select them (laughs) right sometimes i think that goes on uh I don't know. I don't think it's right, but I, I feel like that's hey, – well, just go do you, what you think's right. On that same concept, do you know what I think actually goes on more that people don't realize? I think what happens more is, oh, that family's been winning. I don't want people to think that I'm being political, so I, I'll beat them right here because it ain't a great one and it can go either way, so I'll just – I'll beat them in this – particular class just so people don't think that I'm favoring them. Right. Right. And and that you're going to start seeing that. I think even more, uh, Oh, they've been winning. I don't want to make it look like that. I'm playing the political card and maybe they've been winning some due to politics, some due to not politics, you know? Right. If they've been winning under multiple judges and they haul enough cattle, chances are they're pretty good. Well, what I was referring to was in one particular show, if it's not, you know, a steer show, you typically take one uh, animal. But heifer show, when you're showing multiple, you you get especially towards the end of the day and you're like, man, these guys have won a class every time they've come in today. And then you get a close call and you're like, ah, you know, you can leave them second just so people don't get to – chattering too much i think that may happen more so than yes. the other way you know what i'm saying and yeah oh absolutely and it's something i kind of need to think about myself when you know we've gotten to where we get more and more of these gird heifers and and we really enjoy it the whole family enjoys it but at the same time i got to be careful because if they're all real good and you take all of them that could work to your disadvantage Yep. Yep. That uh, 
I'm sorry. That it's all psychology and depending on, um, you know, if that, if it's that judge can be bothered or influenced by it. That's exactly right. It, it, you're exactly right. And it's something I wish I've taken more classes in college of psychology because it's just, I don't know. I'm pretty a, sure I got a C in psychology whenever I took it, but I absolutely love the class. <laughs> <laughs> I, I took it probably like half the other things I've taken. I've only paid attention about 50% of the time. Right. And we're only there about 50% of the time. probably. <laughs> <laughs> so therefore I only got 25% out of it. <laughs> Guys, if you're in the cattle industry, I urge you to go to showbiotics.com. Do you want your livestock to eat and more importantly, to perform better? Do you want them to compete at a higher level and boost their immune system while you're at it? Then check out showbiotics.com. Showbiotics offers a variety of products from gut health and performance, appetite support, top of the line hair growth products like Yeti sauce and joint health. Whether you have 50,000 head and run a stocker operation, whether you have 50 head of mama cows, or whether you have just that one important show calf, Showbiotics makes feeding easier. And guess what? For our podcast listeners, use the code OFFLIMITS at checkout. One word, OFFLIMITS, to get an extra 10% off of your order. That's OFFLIMITS at Showbiotics.com. Showbiotics.com unlocking unlimited potential through science and better yet aggie owned and operated uh, uh, it's, it's not gonna go away the politics are not gonna go away i, I think sure. we just have to find a way to manage it and uh i think the best way to manage it if you have anything to do with a committee on selecting the judges try to do as much homework as you can to find somebody that you think is going to do the fairest job. I think that's the only way we can manage politics. Well, in you my agree? thought process on that, because now I'm starting to get more involved with local show committee stuff. And so many people want to find the judge that doesn't know anybody. Well, they all know somebody finding the person that doesn't know anybody is incompetent person right right so and, and, why not find the most qualified person that has a moral code of conduct and you can see that by the fruit in his life and then trust process and rule you're exactly right you're exactly right and there's less of those than there are <laughs> right. available judges right but right. you you are exactly right you that's I mean, that hit it right on the head as far as I'm concerned. Because they all they all know somebody. I mean, you scratch around and everybody's Facebook friends with somebody. Right. And and then again, it's just people just find, oh, they got this connection. And uh, whenever we you, – the biggest squealers on politics are often the ones that are the show predictors before the show ever happens. And right. then when it happens the way they called it, then I see, I told you that guy knows so-and-so. Well, maybe he just had the best kiss. Or when it ha didn't happen the way that they called it, 
oh, see, he went political. He did this, this, and this guy had the best one. Well, just with you doesn't mean it's politics. Probably just meant he disagrees with you. There, there's a lot of people. I think take 10 people that date steers for a show. And, and maybe my numbers are wrong. Let's, let's just go at a county fair. Of that 10 entries, I feel like you have three entries that just decided to validate a steer. Okay. It was handy, convenient. We did it. It's like a good idea. We did it. You have three that go over the top with it. Now you have the middle that uh, they drove out and they bought a good steer. They, you know, and they're going to do their homework. They're going to feed and they're going to do their homework, but they lack a little bit of that extra bump. Sure. I think that middle. Or the or the ones that are screaming that don't quite realize why that family's winning all the time. Do they realize right. why they don't quite see? Hey, that family they don't they don't miss a feeding. They're not at a family function till midnight. Get home and say, ah, he'll be all right. Well, he's on a round bell. We'll feed tomorrow morning. <laughs> and right. then tomorrow morning they they sleep in. Oh my goodness, I'm running late to church. I'm running late to church. We got to get up and go to church. You go to church, go to eat. And then it's 11.30 when they get back. But guess what? The last time that... They left the water trough and now their pins all muddy because they forgot to turn it off. Exactly. And now that water, that kid didn't get fed till yesterday morning. And now it's 11.30 on Sunday and he's starving. You fed him. And then it just got him all out of whack. And then to this evening, you're going to feed him again. And it's just, but you're trying, you're, you're, you're calling your buddies. You're, you're talking about it. You're sending pictures to some source you have. And you're not that those three that just tagged in. You're better than that. Cause you, and you picked out a good one, but you lack a little bit of that extra bump. But I think those are the whistleblowers in the middle. I, I think they forget to see how competitive it is. Because that group in the middle, maybe when he showed, that's the way he did it, and he got along good. He won his fair once or twice and maybe won a class at the majors. He's outdated Uh, 20 years. Exactly. Maybe he won showmanship everywhere he went. But guess what, man? The bar has been raised. (laughs) Yep. The bar has been raised. And back on the psychology thing, here's another thought. If you just think of the type of person that it takes to be willing to be a judge, the type of person to go out in front of an audience, place someone else's cattle, stand on a microphone out on the island by himself and tell them why, collect a check and go home, that person has quite a bit of confidence and quite a bit of pride and a confident person that carries a some deal of pride is not going to be influenced by what someone else thinks and how they want them to play something. That's correct. Uh, uh, unless there's a financial motive behind the deal sometimes, but I mean, we, it's nothing we can, you know, we, we can't get involved with that, but sometimes that and happens. I, I, I have been very fortunate to, to judge 
for a few years now and have got uh, by no means am, am a big time name or judge. However, I have gotten to do some shows and there has never been not once anybody offer any monetary things to sway a placing. No, no, I didn't mean it like that. Is is if I'm looking to buy a bull from you, and I'm not I'm using you as an example, but and that bull's gonna cost a lot of money. And you're getting ready, and I only call you for that bull because you're gonna judge a show next week. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then there's a doubt in your mind, or or you may it number one, it puts you in a pickle because it was wrong for me when I may or may not even want the bull. And it's wrong so, for me to so do that. Be, but I, So then you're going to be mad at that guy for being political when it didn't work when you tried to be. Right, right. <laughs> I, I think a lot of that goes on. Probably, well, I shouldn't say yeah. a lot. Let's say some of that goes on I'll more agree. than we probably care to know. Yeah, I would agree to that. And that's, or or it, that's, can be, it, it may not even be cattle. Let's say I'm building, I, I build barns for a living. And you said, man, Dwayne, he's going to cut me a good deal on the barn. I better use his steer. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. You, you know, it could even be outside of that. Or Dwayne sells trucks, and I sure need a new truck. <laughs> <laughs> right. You don't want to buy one right now. Them prices are hot. Well, that can dive into the money the money topic. Cause, uh, yeah. Not the prices are hot, but I ain't got no money to buy a truck with. <laughs> We may as well dive into that one now. Yeah. All right. And so here's my first question with that. And we've talked about this a little before. I would venture to say that through you and your life's work in life, and I might be wrong, but you're making as much, if not more money right now as paycheck wise than you ever have. Yes. And you probably don't feel any further ahead uh, or your bank account isn't any stouter than it was when you were making less. I did tell you earlier in conversation, my kids, right? (laughs) 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 But isn't it crazy? The more money you make, the, the you just immediately find places for it to go. And it's not in the bank. (laughs) (laughs) Mine's all on the hoof. <laughs> <laughs> equity. Hoof equity. Well, I, I, I don't know if it's equity or not, but it's all on the hoof. Uh, <laughs> you know, kind of like what you were saying, though, it's addicting when you were talking about pop religion and stuff. And you just or you said someone will just get on a soapbox or, or they'll just get on a rampage and start researching more about the election or how it went wrong or, or did it go wrong or, and they're there, it gets addicting and then it starts compounding upon itself. I think the same thing can be with money, maybe, you know, well, it's obvious, but it's the more we make the, it's just the more we, it's hard for us to stay kosher, a status quo. Sure. Sure. And you know, and that's a that's another thing what, we you know, and there again, it's one of the topics we shouldn't talk about money, and it, we shouldn't. Uh, 
uh, and it's human nature to to just look. If I'm sitting by by you in church and you drop a bill, not an envelope, if you drop a bill, it's it just unfortunately it's human nature. He drop in. Did he drop a hundred? I know I saw a zero. Did I see one zero or two zeros? Or was it just a one? <laughs> right. And that's that's not right. But we do human nature. But we have to. We we got to train ourselves to. I don't know. I hate money. I hate it. I hate it. And it what? can change. It can change people to no end. Mm. And it's. Uh. I've seen it. I've witnessed it firsthand. People get it, and they're just all of a sudden now they're bulletproof just because they have money. Well, guess what, dude? You're one visit away from him saying you, "Hey, man, I'm scared to tell you. Looks like it could be cancer." You know what I'm saying? What? What? Or, or you're going down the road, and some knucklehead looks down and sends a text and runs dead into you kills you right there i mean how's that just because you won the lottery or you've turned this business into something super super successful how does that make you better that's why i guess that's the main reason why i hate it it seems like it's very 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 hard to stay very humble Mm. with a lot of money i mean think about it i think it is there's then there's people out there that are there's there's a lot of people out there with art. Man, those are my heroes. Yeah. That, that I, have I money admit. and don't look down on people that don't. And you know what's crazy is those people, typically you got to get to know them, do some digging, be around them to even know that they do have it. Exactly. I had an old boss when I first got out of a I looked up to him a lot. He's very, very smart. When you saw this man, you thought he lived under a bridge. But he was it was his wealth that made him wise. It made me always look at him and think, hey, this guy's pretty sharp. And it, therefore, a point in my life, I always thought I had to have the best. Man, I had mm. to have the – mom used to say, I'm buying you these jeans right here. This is the brand I'm paying for. If y'all want the other jeans, you got to pay the difference. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had to have them, man. I got to fit in. I can't have, you know. But why? Why was I that way? Why? Why do we think we have to fit in? Why? That yeah, gets me. The- I, I don't. Yeah, fit into what? Mainstream? Mm. That's what's hard. That's what I'm really pounding myself to teach my kids is you be – Exactly who you are. Don't try to change to look like, hey, I got to have these sunglasses. They cost $159 or maybe only $159. I got to have them. Why? Have you ever seen the movie Schindler's List? No. So uh, uh, we hit this topic earlier, and that may be why it was on my mind, but it's this exact concept as well so in schindler's list it's uh uh, in germany in the holocaust era and there's this wealthy businessman well he's a a a good businessman well fairly wealthy 
But when he really made his killing was during the Holocaust and kind of leading up to it. Um, he had this, this business where, you know, they deemed uh, political powers change. They deemed these people worthless. And so he was hiring them really cheap and got this business going and was selling supplies back to those, their own people. Well, he was, became very, very wealthy. Well, end of the movie, he was able to work out a deal where these people went from being workers to being imprisoned, being killed. And he saw what was happening and he could no longer took them from. So he literally went all in, took every last dime he had to buy the, literally buy the people out, paid off um, the government officials to own the people, to have them work for him. And those, he had this list of people to get, I don't know, it was like 1500 or something out alive because they were there working for him. But he was crying at the end of the movie because he said, all the, all these things that I bought, this, this pin on my tie, this suit, this car, could have been this was one more person this was three more people i could have saved 10 more people and he just goes through very emotionally this list of things that he blew money on and it could have been put towards this person to save a life and if he could have just done one more and it was a very 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 powerful scene Mm. i want to see it i'm gonna look it up it was a great 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 movie um, I don't, uh, you know, when you, when I said I hate it and, and I, I just, the things it makes us do is whether we have it or we don't have it or to get it. Yeah. Some of the things yeah. that it, it, uh, I don't know. It's pretty, well, and I, the I wish pretty, there's that Ed Milet, I, I told you, I listened to that podcast some and shared a few things with you and something he said was he believes money is a magnifier. You don't necessarily change who you are. You magnify who you are. So things people haven't seen in you, but that are there, they're just magnified. And so the good gets magnified as the bad gets magnified whenever you come into wealth or a lot of money. And and I don't know if the bad doesn't get magnified at a higher rate than the good, huh? Uh, well, on some, I, some I think the good get magnified even more because there's some I people that the, give a it lot. Multiplies. I think that bad multiplies. If you jab just a little bit of bad, then it catches like wildfire. Right. It's like subfertility in cows. It's not hereditary, or not, but subfertility. <laughs> right. Right. So that's a subfertile or subtrait. Because there's, there's, thank the good Lord give that are unbelievably good givers uh no doubt well and i just i i challenge uh uh, you know let me get this spit out i'm challenged by the thought of i'm like you I, i i'm not driven by money i don't like money a lot of things that come along with money i hate especially the things that we've talked about. 
However, I love business and I run my own businesses and I'm called to work as if I was working for the Lord and to be successful in the things that I do and to have a standard at which I do them. And so with that, those businesses then make money. So it's hard for me to find that line of working with excellence versus working out of greed. Right. And I think a lot of people are just working out of greed. And when you say you love business, define that a little better. That's a good question. I would say it's kind of like a game to me. It's challenging. Uh, it's competitive. And it uh, it gets my juices flowing a little bit. It gets my adrenaline going. Um, I like... Uh, the freedom that it gives you as far as uh, structure of a day. Um, I, I think the challenge more than anything is what I'm drawn to about business. And I like winning. And so you have so many little challenges in running a business um, to win. And you get to stack up a bunch of wins in a day rather than be doing something mundanely. And when you say you like business, that's and the reason I said define that is because there's a, a somewhat of a mentor of mine that he's very, very successful, very successful. And, and I don't see this guy as being greedy or money hungry, a, a very good businessman. But I feel like he likes the art of a deal. He likes sure. making a deal. If you and I are going to drive together somewhere to go buy an airplane and we're going to try to buy this airplane to recondition and sell or whatnot. Well, it's the, okay. Colton has a seller. I found the airplane. Just he, he likes the whole art of you and I getting together, making the trip, negotiating. Uh, maybe I should say not. He likes the art of a deal. He just likes the, the art of negotiating. Not that he's a stingy guy, or he's trying to pound it out of you. He, he's not that. I don't see him as being that tight. Some people just, you want $10 for something, they're happy they're giving you $9.95 just because they think it's against their rule. Yeah, they think they got one over you just because they didn't give asking price. That's not, it's not, I don't see him as that being that tight. He just loves the, the art or the, 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 of negotiating or making a deal and then meeting that person that has that plane. And then one door leads to the next and then indirectly next thing, you know, Hey, money's just rolling in. (laughs) You know, I don't know if he's greedy, but it's just like, like you said, he just loves the art of negotiating the art of a deal. And I think that's the problem. Some people work because they're just greedy and money hungry and, and just, and yes, I know it's, I don't, I'm not saying it takes money to make money because I disagree with that statement. You know what it takes to make money? It takes courage. Mm. That's exactly It takes right. courage. That's I mean, think about, so, think, think about some of the deals you've made. and You probably didn't have the money to spend on that cow when you bought it. But you found <laughs> it some kind of way. And guess what? You knew she was going to work. And it did. Didn't it? Yep. 
I ain't very smart, but I'm telling you, it it does not take money to make money. It takes courage to make money. That is great. I, I'm gonna. I'm. A, you you just made a quote. I'm gonna write it. Oh on come on! I ain't that smart. Uh huh. <laughs> oh, I ain't that smart. You better. You better go ahead and just cite the book that you got that one out of. <laughs> hey, since I've moved here, I, it's a two-hour drive to the fire station, okay? And I leave at 3.50 in the morning. And after... Y'all, everybody listening, don't think that he's uh, some Superman getting up early all the time. He's a firefighter. He works, what, two days a month? No, come on now. Uh, I mean, I have to be at the fire station nine days a month and never more than 24 hours at a time unless I'm being held on overtime, which is volunteer. So, but due to where we live, it's a two-hour commute to town, to Houston. And at that hour of the day, it's hard to get Colton to answer the phone to talk to me for two hours. So, since we've moved here, I've started listening to a lot of books. Yeah. on podcast or or youtube even just throw the phone put the airpods in throw the phone on the other seat and listen to books and i started listening to first i started listening to different regenerative ranching deals and i i love training and working with these cow dogs so i'd i'd listen to training videos but that was too hard to do because I, then i wanted to watch and see what the guy was doing <laughs> doing right. so then i just got to and, and I don't know if it wasn't you that kind of got me on it. Uh, or maybe it's my little brother. These personal development guys. Right. And when I started doing that, man, if I'd have been listening to these guys 20 years ago, I'd been a whole lot better shit. <laughs> why did they, why did anybody tell me this when I was a young man? Man, yeah, I, if I could implement- You were running you weren't gonna slow down to listen anyway. You were just going. I guess. I guess. Why is it taking me forty three slow down and just see a little bit? And I still get people telling me, slow down, Dwayne, slow down. I just can I ever go to the someone doesn't say, Dwayne, you need to slow down. <laughs> and it doesn't matter because I've always heard it all my life. Slow down. We're talking right. so fast. We're walking so fast. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. I- <laughs> but it is I mean going back on the money thing so uh, I get to where I and I say I hate it because we tend to judge people or, or we tend to or we're scared to feel, feel like we're being judged oh I don't want them over because I think that his my old high school buddy's friend or or this old college buddy, I want him to come over, but I don't want him to judge me, or he don't want me to go over there because he's more successful than me financially, or I don't, you know, is that a bad analogy? I don't know, but it, it, I think there's some truth into that. It, there's happens. less and less people. It happens. There you go. It happens. And some of the happiest couples that I know have very little money. And them two people are happy. Hmm. I'm going to say couple because I don't, the one I'm thinking of, I, I don't want to put it out there because I don't want anybody to try to figure it out, but they don't have much. 
but I guarantee they're happier than a whole lot of people I know that have a whole lot more money and assets and and those two people are happy, man. They just they're they the the relationship they have to each other is just when you see it, it's it's like, man, how do they do that? <laughs> right. They're rich. How do they do that? They they are. They are. And my little brother's told me this. He says, man, if your kids are happy or healthy and you're healthy, you're a wealthy man and don't even know it. Mm. And I think about that when I drive home from the fire station after I've been on that ambulance in the third largest country in the United States or third largest city in the United States. Mm. And I drive home and people ask me, how can you drive my coworkers? Man, you're two hours away. Can you make it home? I always tell him. Making it home is easy. I don't care if I've been up all night. I can't wait to get home. I've never, I've been in the fire department 16 years. I've never had an issue getting home. I've had issues getting to the fire station, <laughs> but I've never had an issue because I'm thinking, yes, that ride home, I am a lucky man. After being on the ambulance and seeing some the misfortunes, you're thinking, or just, Either that or just missing your own family, you know, and just can't wait to get home and open the back door and hear, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that is the best sound in the world. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, but it's. You know, on that topic, I, what my perspective and way of thinking and just brought a humbleness and a gratitude to me was whenever I was playing at AM. Coach Sherman was doing uh, uh, like uh, community service in two areas. One was for homeless people and the other one was uh, uh, for like uh, at hospitals and sick children and stuff. So we would go to like St. Jude's and man, whenever you walk into a place and it's kind of rude for you to use the how are you doing today that is humbling and then when you get to looking around hell they're doing better than you are anyway (laughs) they got smiling and they they put joy into you just being there with those kids who have just these horrible conditions and it's uh, man it'll change your perspective you know, going back and you said, what's your take on religion? And I said, just go. I don't care. I think just go to church. Well, if you don't go to church, walk inside a hospital, walk inside, go visit a nursing home and, or, or go into a hospital. And when you drive and then drive home and turn the radio off and just think, man, you, may, you might think, hmm, I might be kind of thankful to things I have. Maybe I ought to go to church and. Thank the good Lord for what I do have because they can all be gone pretty quick. Yeah. Mm. Well, we're about to <laughs> run out of time. So I'm going to leave with, with one question. If you had to give advice, any person that, that hung on has listened to this whole thing, he's like, man, that that's a, a neat guy. That Dwayne Bronikowski, I like the way he thinks. Or even if he's disagreed with you or she's disagreed with you the whole time, if you were going to drop one piece of advice on somebody just about life in general, what would that advice be? 
Mm. You should have texted me or something like an hour in advance. Let me think about that one for a minute. Yeah, yeah. I, and speaking of that, and this would buy you a little time, I thought this would be a real good idea, and it has been, but, man, it I get challenged just as much as you get challenged with the questions because especially when someone has an answer that, like I didn't know about them. I'm finding out for the first time and it just throws a curveball, and I don't know how to respond. Uh, just like last week with Morgan, there was a couple of things she brought up. It's like, man, it, they're deep and thought provoking questions. It's hard uh, to come up with answers on the spot, but I hope it gets the listeners thinking about them as well and what they would do if that question's posed to them. I, I think, and, and if you would ask, this a month ago ago and maybe being that conversation we've had made me come up to this is all for just somebody that's not famous or that feel like probably hadn't done a whole lot in his short life in here I guess my advice would be is we not just me but we we all need to try to good and stuff or mm. E- mm. even you, if you've heard man this guy's not very if you've heard man oh Dwayne he ain't very sharp he ain't very I, I think you need to throw all that aside and you need to try to find some good in him because everybody has some good somewhere Yeah, uh, there's a I, I think that's it's try to find the good in people instead of the bad try to find the all good right. in life a situation, a sundown, <laughs> you know, a sun up, a, pr- a pretty moon. That's good. What Gus, what Gus McCray say? <laughs> yeah, I thought you were kind of going low, lonesome dove is showing us. <laughs> it's all about the little thing. That's what my yeah. wife said. <laughs> yeah. That's a very good answer, but I lied to you. I got one more uh, question. I think this one may be easier for you to answer. You had mentioned a couple of times, man, if I would have listened to that 20 years ago, what's something 20 years ago that you thought that now you uh, have a different point of view on different thought process on different stance on? Uh, being materialistic things or keeping up with the Joneses. What do you 20 mean years that? ago, I was just so immature, I think, where I thought I had to have this to look like I fit in or to look successful or to look now I I got to where I don't care. Hey, this is who I am. This is the truck I drive. These are the pants I wear. I, hmm. I think 20 years ago, I actually cared about all oh, these pants ain't starts or all oh, my trucks dirty or or. Oh, I can't take that. That's going to look horrible. I that that meant a lot to me then, I think. I I don't looking back on it, at the time I didn't and those that knew me back then were thinking I never saw that in him because probably I didn't have the money to do it to where it really looked obvious maybe, but sure. Now I think how much attention I paid to that. I, I I'm kind of mad at myself for ever even doing that, you know. Just be who you are. I, I wish I'd have been more like that. Is 
I don't, I didn't answer your question, did I? No, that's good. Uh, thank you for that. Thank you for your time and thank you for your answers. I don't know about y'all, but I've, I've enjoyed this conversation and I have these, Dwayne's one of my best friends. I have these conversations all the time. However, not to uh, uh, this extent. And there's some places in here where you can rewind, go and listen to that again, because he may be just a, a simple family man that's a firefighter. However, he just dropped a lot of knowledge, a lot of wisdom, and a lot of good life uh, lessons on us. And I'm better than I was an hour ago. And I think and hope that y'all are too. So we're unfortunately out of time. And this was a great episode with Dwayne Bronikowski on our Off Limits podcast. We thank you and appreciate you, Dwayne. Thank you. Enjoyed it. Yes, sir. Have a good one. You, I'm privileged to have to get the phone call. You caught me by surprise. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way it's supposed to be. <laughs> well, you did it. <laughs> All right. See you. You bet. Take care. Bye-bye.